بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Welcome to the 10th session of Midnight Moments. Um, yesterday, we were talking about the fact that we have to change what is in ourselves. And that this process, you know, in this uh, place in our hearts where we do this work, it's a process of disciplining, disciplining our soul, disciplining our nafs, and holding ourselves accountable and striving, doing this work of the jihad and nafs that we talked about. And really this is, this is what we're doing in this month of Ramadan when we're fasting. We are, this, this practice of fasting is, is disciplining our nafs. Um, if you all have been watching Sheikh Yahya Rodas's talks on the book of fasting, Imam Ghazali's from the Ihya Lumadin, He's talking about the, the fast being, fasting being a shield against shaitan, a protection, and that shaitan makes his way into our heart through hawa, through desire, through um, this, this pull, like from the model, this pull towards this downward area of the model. And, and this can lead us astray and why fasting is important because if you learn to restrain, you learn to do this re restraining that you can eventually, you can become nafs al-mutma'ina or you can even have these glimpses of becoming nafs al-mutma'ina when, when your nafs is in a state of rest, in a state of peace and essentially purified, but that there's this process of, of needing to restrain ourselves. And in this month of Ramadan, we know that shaitan is locked up and yet we're still fasting because this practice of fasting helps us to develop our will and, and have control over the little that we have control over, which is our internal self, right? This is what our responsibility is in controlling and uh, disciplining ourselves so that we can, so that it can shine this, this true nature of, that we have inside of us. And so this is obviously this practice of fasting, the Prophet did this throughout the year. This is what we are, this is good for us all the time. And so this is a, a training camp for us to become familiar with and, and practice this practice of and restraining the nafs. So what I like to say, you know, we were talking about he who knows himself knows his Lord and, and so much what we're talking about is self-reflection. I like to say sometimes that, you know, we, we know this phrase, know thyself, K-N-O-W. But in order to know thyself, K-N-O-W, you have to know thyself, N-O, right? You have to say no to yourself. You have to, restrain yourself from where the self just is is uh, compelled to go towards. And that's part of just this nature of it being oriented in the dunya, oriented in this realm of separation, this illusion of separation that we talk about. Because our fitra is to be subservient to Allah. This is what is natural. But in order for this to happen, we need to be 
constantly controlling and restraining uh, and essentially taming our nafs. And so this is, this is the work that is our responsibility, um, that the, the work that we have to do. And when we don't do it, when we don't restrain our nafs, we, we are in this nafs alamara, and we are oriented just with the self that experiences ourselves as separate, where we have the influence of shaitan. And then from this, we develop uh, character traits. You can call them bad character traits or imbalances really in, the, in, our, uh, in our character that are as a result of this nafs alamara. And so Al-Ghazali in Ihya al-Mudin has a whole section where he details the diseases of the heart, the muhlikat, these diseases of the heart that form from not doing this work of restraining. But I think oftentimes these are misunderstood, these diseases of the heart and this understanding of this only in the sense of like moral psychology or, or, or that this is about bad character as the result of sin. But this is not necessarily the way that we should be orienting ourselves to understanding this because these diseases of the heart can also just be caused by circumstance, from trauma, from just the uh, living the dunya life, right? Um, so they they cannot they can be not necessarily your fault, but from a result from the experiences that you've lived. But even though we may be not we might not be at fault for displaying these muhlikat or having these diseases of the heart, it's still our responsibility to clean them. Right to to manage them to deal with them, and so because there are these uh, these muhlikat these diseases of the heart are often what's at the root of a lot of our psychological patterns the things that cause distress the things that cause anxiety depression relationship uh, patterns right so we get stuck developmentally as we were talking before without for not doing this developmental work addressing these emotional needs. And it's, this is just a, um, a part of being human in the dunya. It's not something that's always has to be thought of as a negative thing of accumulating sin from being bad. This is not a very, you know, it's not an Islamic way of thinking about it. An Islamic, an Islamic psychology is a positive psychology. We, we, we think of ourselves, we, we know we have this purity in us and just, it's just the plight of Bani Adam that by being in this dunya, we're going to accumulate these diseases of the heart if we don't do the work to clear them. So I wanted to, there was a couple questions that related to this that I wanted to just address here. Uh, I think this was from yesterday. There was a question that said, should psychological baggage be primarily targeted through spiritual knowledge? You seem to suggest that all of our internal problems stem from the nafs, but what about dysfunctional thinking patterns that are deeply rooted and seem to stand apart from our level of iman? Could seeking psychological treatment in this case count towards working on oneself spiritually? So what we need to understand is that there is no separation of 
spiritual versus psychological or mental versus spiritual. And, and the spiritual that we're talking about here, it's not necessarily a level of Iman. It's not that if, you're, if you have more faith, if you have more Iman, then you won't have psychological problems. This is not, this is not necessarily the case. And um, what we're here to do, this whole experience of being human in the dunya is a, is a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings. So if we're thinking from the Islamic paradigm, uh, we, are, we are souls. So there's no separation between what we're doing to work on, let's say, our psychological state so that we can have uh, live better in this life. And then our spiritual life is over here when it comes to religion and belief and Iman. This entire experience, this entire uh, reason that we're here is to develop in our souls. And so, yes, working on the psychological blocks that, that maybe we perceive or, yes, become mental patterns are a result of deeper emotional material that is connected to your spiritual trajectory because these are things that Allah has put for you, has manifested in your life that you need to work through, right? So it's not, so this is why it's really important not to see it as a matter of fault or being bad or not having Iman. It's just a matter of being human. We're going to have these accumulated um, hangups and blockages from these experiences. And so another question that was related to that is how, how to handle, this is from a few sessions ago, I believe, how to handle what we meet inside associated with memories of people and places of our personal past come feelings, emotions, what to do with the many painful, traumatic, hurtful experiences, situations that we flee from in our outer life or tend to project as problems on other people. And this is exactly it, is that we have been, since coming into this world, we have been oriented towards the dunya. We have been looking to people and things to fulfill our needs because this is just what happens when we come into the veil of this world. We, we look to our parents to provide love, to provide food, to provide uh, emotional safety and support. And yet all along, and this is natural, we have to do that. And yet all along, Allah is the one that's providing everything. And so we have this, um, we, get, we get off course really by looking to other things to fulfill us when we need to come to Allah to fulfill us. And this just creates patterns until we can undo those knots and undo those patterns. And so um, this is, where you know if we 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 don't have these emotional needs met or even physical needs um, by Allah's creation, and we get set in this pattern of looking to Allah's creation to solve these, right? So this is why so much of our experience in relationships comes from where we we see uh, these patterns come up because we're trying to sort it out with people and externally. Um, rather than aligning ourselves with sort of healing these patterns and misconceptions from our, our relationship with Allah. Um, so I want to quickly go back to the model uh, to, 
talk about this left side. Uh, so the we in this lower part in the nafs where where we can be in a state of ghafla and and um, in this nafs alamara bilsu, we have this muhlikat, these diseases of the heart that can manifest from, um, again, not just being ghafla is not necessarily, again, a, a sinful thing where you are choosing to forget Allah, but just from the nature of, you know, it could be trauma that makes you sort of disconnect. And it can be trauma that can make you have these characters of, you know, muhlikat is manifested as there's jealousy, greed, anger. You can have anger as a symptom of a traumatic event that was not your fault, right? And so, you, so it manifests as these patterns of muhlikat, of diseases in the heart. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to um, see it as paying for, for some sin, but it's something that you need to work on to bring yourself back into balance. And then we have the munjiat are the, so muhlikat means in, in Arabi means destroyers, the destroyers of, of the soul, destroyers of character. And munjiat are the saviors. These are the good character qualities like wisdom and temperance and courage that we see exemplified in the Prophet wasallam. And this is the beauty of the Prophet is that he's this clean soul, this perfected human being that we have as a model to emulate, right? We're not supposed to just follow him and put him on a pedestal, but see him as a model for our ideal. Um, and not that we will ever get to his level, but we are seeing him as a model of the character and the qualities that we are trying to emulate because these munjiat are essentially the the cures for the diseases as that are the muhlikat. Um, and this doesn't mean that we just copy and we put on the external behavioral, what, what it looks like to have these qualities of the Prophet, but that we actually have to do the work to um, face these muhlikat. Remember we said we have to go through rather than around. So we don't just sort of fake being, having these uh, good qualities, we have to look at the bad qualities, accept them, see them for what they are, and start to uncover them, unpack them. Remember we said open to them, so that then the remembrance of Allah, this turning our heart to Allah, the, that light can shine on those diseases and, and heal them. And we have innately in us the ability to do that because of the ruh. And so in between these two Again, in this purple area, where, which is where this battleground of the soul, there's this process that is tahdib al-akhlaq, is the refinement of character. And this is a process that we engage in where we look at our character as uh, insight into where's the work that we need to do. So uh, looking at what, how are these muhlikat manifesting in us? Where do we get angry? Where do we get jealous and why? What's that attached to? It's probably attached to some life experience, some traumatic event, some uh, pattern that we 
that got off course and put us in balance. So we need to open that, look at it, and do this work of refinement. And this is where, again, coming, this is the work of jihad enough. It's doing that work, that struggle, and tazkiyat enough, this, this uh, polishing, really, of the of the nafs. Um, so, um, when we have this, uh, we're, we're working this month in working on disciplining our soul. We're fasting, we're, um, we're learning how to use our will to control and to discipline the soul. And it's so when we think about fasting, it shouldn't just be about not eating, not fasting from the body, but really in our soul, in the fasting of the self. What, what are we starving ourselves from? And you know, we're, we're trying to starve the nafs, not give it what it wants all the time, so that we can gain control over the self and bring it into balance. And so I, I recommend that you uh, watch Sheikh Yahya's talks on this book of fasting, because it's really important that Al-Ghazali unpacks the sort of internal dimensions of fasting. It's something really important for us during this time of Ramadan. Uh, those are at, on Saturdays at 7 p.m., I believe. So um, we, uh, we all, you know, food is, when we're fasting, food is like the most basic thing that we need. Right? We all share it. So we all have this desire for it. And so it's something basic. But then we have, we each have individual things that are difficult for us that we need to learn how to put into restraint, right? And that's based on our own personality experiences. We all have individual impulses, reactions, patterns. And these are based on all of the things that make us who we are, uh, our, our experiences, our circumstances. And so we need to learn how to look at the specific areas where we need to learn how to restrain ourselves based on our own character. And these are all signals and signs for where we do the work. So tomorrow we will look at a process of taking account of the self and really watching and observing the self so that we know the indicators tell us, so we know where to focus our work on um, this, this sort of healing process. Um, so a couple more questions. I think I wanted to address some things from uh, last night. So there was a question of uh, commenting on the, the biochemical approach of early Muslim thinkers. Um, so when we're, you know, that, that this thinkers as this is prevailing thinking in modern psychiatry. So a lot of times when people think of psychology and psychological imbalance, we immediately think um, chemical imbalance. And so the, the, the treating it with, with, with psychiatry, treating it with other substances to put that into balance. And the, you know, all of the early scholars, when you look back, they were like, they were polymaths. I, oftentimes, we, t we hear of uh, like Ibn Sina was a physician, right? Or even Al-Balhi was a, was a physician, but yet what were they 
talking about, so much of it was the spiritual state of the, of the human being and putting the whole being into balance. And so we're not looking at uh, psychology just as a mental thing, nor are we looking at it just as a biological thing. There are certain things that are biological that should be treated with a biological response. So there's, there, are, there is a reality to the body having chemical imbalance that can be treated with substances. You know, back then it was more herbs and cupping and, you know, more natural remedies rather than pharmaceuticals. And so, um, but this is, this is like, like the question said, it's, it's a prevailing thinking of modern psychiatry now, or even psychology. And really that comes from the lack of understanding of the holistic human being, but also this avoidance, you know, we don't tend to want to look at ourselves and deal with this spiritual reality of our beings, we want to separate out. We have a physical experience and then the spiritual is this vague thing over here that we'll deal with in sort of moral psychology. But the two are completely integrated from an Islamic perspective. We don't make a separation. And so even though, you know, even if somebody is struggling with something that is a, that is a cognitive experience or, or mental health, it's still something that has manifested for them that they have to work through. And so it's understanding that all of this is part of our spiritual work really. Um, and, and it's just learning how to, to um, see it as a holistic approach. Um, there was a question about spiritual bypassing. We talked about that the other day. If we, if we know we have problems in certain relationships, is it spiritual bypassing if we don't try to improve it but rather avoid that relationship altogether. So that would be just bypassing. That, so that wouldn't be spiritual bypassing because what you're avoiding is the relationship. Um, spiritual bypassing is when you're really avoiding the work on yourself by doing, you know, just making dua and not looking at yourself or just asking for the sheikh for a dua to save you from yourself rather than owning up to what you need to work on. That would be spiritual bypassing. You're using the spirituality uh, to not deal with what you need to deal with. But in this case, this is it sounds like it's, it would be an avoidance of a relationship because you don't want to face what you need to face. And in that case, it's avoidance of the work that you need to do because really uh, we come to see ourselves in the other. Our, 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 uh, the, the believer is a mirror for the believer. And so in relationships is where we can often come face to face with the things we need to work on. And so this is an opportunity. So when we avoid those things, we are avoiding. It's, it's, so it's really just avoidance. <laughs> um, one last, one last uh, question, because it relates to moving where we're moving forward tomorrow. So if you have these dark spots, either from trauma or regrets or other tribulations, what is the best way to start cleansing yourself? What are ways to deal with those issues and put them to rest so we can get closer to Allah. So this is where we'll start to talk about tomorrow if, of how to actually, what are some things that we can do, sort of basic practices for ourselves to bring more awareness and, and start to uncover and look at what are these specific things in our hearts that we need to uncover and to do the work specifically on our own work in this battleground of the soul. So tomorrow we'll talk about a practice for this process of introspection, self-reflection that we can um, inshallah all work on 
as the uh, as the days goes on. So thank you again for joining me, and uh, inshallah, I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullah, barakatuh.